Welcome to Coffee Talk with Liquid Shano 1973, an inspirational podcast about the ups and downs of life and everything in between. Here's your host, Shane Lakita. Hey guys, good morning, and welcome back to another episode of Coffee Talk with Liquid Shano 1973. This is a pretty special episode. This is a pretty good one. Because what I did was is I interviewed a guest. I promised you guys that I would, and we went live. We streamed it live on YouTube and on my Liquid Chano 1973 Facebook page. Now, what was great about it was this gentleman named Daryl Perry has been a friend of mine for a period of time through Instagram and some other social media platforms, has a really positive message, and has gone through a lot in his life to be able to get to where he is today, to be able to be an influence on people. So take the time, listen to it. It's about an hour long, but it's a good dialogue. It's good conversation, and I think you'll enjoy his perspective on the diet mentality and the mentality of knowing that food is okay, and it's okay to be able to accept that fact if we just learn to live with it. So enjoy the conversations, enjoy the podcast, and I'll see you on the back end. Okay, guys, welcome back to another episode of Coffee Talk with Liquid Shano 1973. Whoa! We have the live version, the video version, and all kinds of stuff going on. We are now broadcasting on Facebook, uh, on my on my Liquid Channel 1973 page, and we're broadcasting on YouTube at the same time as I'm having this podcast right now. So as you're listening to the audio version, you're going to be able to actually go in and see the video version and all that stuff. So it's pretty exciting stuff going on, guys. We're moving up in the world here at the podcast, and all thanks to all of your support and love and all that good stuff that you guys give to me all the time. It really helps me to be able to move forward. But today's episode is a pretty special one here. It's a guy that I've been talking to for a long period of time. We've uh, we've been in connection through uh, Instagram and some other social media aspects. He's a member of No Finish Line Nation. He has a really good message and a really positive feel to himself. And I promised all of you, my podcast listeners, we were going to start to bring in some guests to be able to have some conversations to really open up that dialogue versus just me and one microphone. Now I want to bring in some other folks to be able to add some color to it. So I want everybody to welcome Daryl Perry to the to the podcast. Hi, Daryl. Hey, Shane. We're uh, we're any and everywhere right now, man. This is this is awesome. This is an excellent excellent setup. Yeah, man. I'm pretty excited about the whole entire thing. I know that you personally play in the space of all the social media aspect and you're on Instagram and you're on Facebook and you're on TikTok and you got all this stuff going on. Um, and it's just a new venture, a new, a new way to be able to do it. And I really love it because it really brings a personal approach to it. You know what I mean? On the podcast, which I love, I've listened to yours so many times and you have a good rapport with your, with your guests that are on the podcast and everything. But I almost feel like there's a personal touch to when it comes to video, isn't it? Like almost like that, oh, wow, that's what they look like. And that's what their mannerisms are and stuff, you know? Yeah. I mean, there's there's just there's subtle differences between any type of content that you put out. And, you know, podcasting is great because you're literally having a conversation with somebody and you're, you're listening in. You're kind of you're, you're privy to some inside information. But at the same time, you don't get to see who's who's talking. So, yeah, doing uh, not only video, but doing uh, live stream. I mean, it's it's a whole nother environment and uh, it is. it's it's exciting, man. It really is. Yeah. You know, it's a it's a I, what I love about live is this. It's it's who I am. Right. So if I make a mistake and I fall on my face, that's okay. That makes us who we are. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
All right, man. So if if you don't know, guys, on the listeners of the Coffee Talk podcast here, we Daryl is very much in a similar kind of frame of mind that I'm at about positivity and really bringing a lot of great stuff to the table. I want to get to know him today a little bit more through the podcast here. And then I also want him to be able to dive into a little bit of the things of the things that he's working on and some of the different avenues that he's working on everything. So we'll get right into it. You ready, Daryl? Fire away, Shane. Let's go. Okay, man. All right. So uh, I met you on the internet. I met you uh, on Instagram and uh, through Jonathan Giordano and myself Mm -hmm. and all of us kind of got to know each other a little bit better because we know the dynamic of men when it comes to whether it's not necessarily fitness, but weight loss, fitness, health, all that stuff. Men don't normally speak up too much about it. So you resonated with me. So let's start off right off the bat here, Daryl, with tell us a little bit about your story. Where did you start? What are your what are your beginnings yeah. a little bit? And just kind of walk us through a little bit of your story. Well, um, if we're gonna go all the all the way back to the to the very beginning, um, I was actually born three months premature. I have a, a condition called cerebral palsy. And basically all that means, guys, is that when I was born, there was a lack of oxygen towards my brain. So any kind of brain damage that happens at, at birth like that or just before or just after birth. Um, is in that category. So each case is going to be a little bit different just depending on what kind of damage was going on. Um, but that really gave me perspective from a younger age because I was I was in a situation where my parents actually had a similar case with what would be my my older brother. He was born at the same time po- or time frame long term, three months premature and he he lived for three days and passed on and I'm oh, wow. still here. Yeah, so I mean like and it was, I mean, really, even when you get into the the innocence of childhood, like I literally would tell my parents, I can't wait till I can, you know, go and go and see my my see Dwayne, like after uh, after after all this stuff is over. So, right. Um, but yeah, I mean, so it was really what that really gets into when with a lot of the stuff that we talk about, which is which is fitness, which is dieting, and 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 all that. But uh, what really stood out. To me about you, Shane, was you know there's not too many guys talking about feelings and emotions, and I think <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think the fact that you can get you know you can get some some regular guys to do regular things, but also have enough you know awareness and confidence to actually put that out there, mm. uh, it, it tends to it tends to stand out. So I mean, but I, I mean for me as as a kid, I always kind of kept to myself. I wasn't necessarily shy, but I was just. I, I, I was very guarded and, um, I was were you all, guarded because of the, because of the condition or were you guarded more so just in general? I, I think, you know, I, I think it played in, I think both things actually played into it. Um, yeah. you know, when you have something, when you walk into a room that you visibly are going to be different than anybody else that comes in, like it, it's definitely, you know, you're always kind of like, okay, is that, are they seeing that first or are they seeing me? Right. And, and they're always seeing that first. And that's, that just kind of is what it is. Uh, other than that, I mean, I was, I was an only child. So I was kind of your typical, you know, very imaginative kid growing up. And I think some of that, honestly, like that translates into the stuff that, that I do now as an adult with all the content and all the, the, the marketing type stuff. Yes. But I mean, part of, of what I would do to kind of cope with really any emotion, I mean, you know, positive, negative, whatever, was food was always comfort for me. And yeah. 
you know, I started from a very early age, fortunately, because when you're in my situation, you spend a lot of time with physical therapists and orthopedics as a kid. And I right. did have one orthopedic that really, he turned me on to exercise as almost kind of like a, a rehabilitation type thing, or kind of like a physical therapy type thing. So starting that when I was, I would have been probably 12 years old when he first put me on okay. that, yep. I just kind of got into the habit of exercising, like kind of by default, I was first... I was aware of my weight as a kid, but I think I was conscious of it. Uh, the first time would have actually been a couple of years later, right before I turned 15. I was actually at a at uh, actually at his office, and uh, they were doing the weigh in. And I remember seeing like I was I was like 210, and I'm like I'm not a tall guy. I'm only like five seven. Yeah. So um, you know that that was the first time I was aware of my weight, and then all through high school, I. Um, I, you know, I started exercising and I started, this was the late nineties. So it was like low fat diets were kind of the craze. I, right. I ate a ton of snack wells and oh, things yeah. like, you know, cardboard type stuff. <laughs> but, uh, but I mean, you know, I, I, I actually, I mean, I took the weight off and, but then what kind of started to happen because kids, this was back in the nineties. So what we used to do to consume information was we would read books and we would read magazines. Yep. So I started reading like, like the exercise journal, like the exercise magazines and men's fitness and men's journal and all that. Yeah, men's health and stuff. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Gotcha. So you start getting, so you start getting into kind of like the, the same body image issues that you hear women talk mm -hmm. about a lot. You know, these are equal opportunity uh, offenders. These brands are because they market much of those images to us as guys as they do women. So oh, that yeah. kind of stuff that always played into it. And then after, after high school, like through college, I was still pretty active. The last year I was in college, I actually worked at a gym. Uh, so I was kind of around, that was my first real exposure to kind of like, the fitness industry and how all that works. It's still, I mean, it was still a really, really good time. But then after graduation, I ended up taking a job doing, it was an account management, account acquisition sales. So, and it was, it was pounding the pavement. It was setting up appointments. It was following through and all that. And I ended up just dealing with the stress of sales. And, and you know, the one thing you learn after you've been in sales for a while is you don't, you do your best to not internalize it. Like it's not you. Sales is basically a game. Right. Right. And, it's a know, numbers game. It's a numbers it is. game. Oh yeah, it is. It is. It's, and this was any kind of like sales stereotype that you can think of or any kind of like sales meeting stereotype. Uh, I basically, it was kind of like boiler room um, mm. as far as our meetings and such. Oh but yeah, like, man. Yeah. So great movie, oh, by the way. Great movie. It, <laughs> it is. If you're, if you're actually, if you're starting a sales career, you need to watch that. And if you've yeah. been in sales for a while and you've probably seen it, or you've definitely heard quotes from it. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Go back and watch it. Cause you'll be like, yeah. <laughs> That's exactly how it is. But um, I, I got into this habit, whereas, because my territory was was all around town. I was selling advertising locally. And in between calls, I just started stopping. Sometimes it would be fast food restaurants. Sometimes it would be gas stations. Sometimes mm -hmm. it would be like sit-down restaurants. So there were some days, especially when the calls weren't, uh, it, it's crazy. You, you take them through the sales system and you're supposed to have no objections and you're supposed to sell everybody. It doesn't work that way. No, it doesn't. No, it so doesn't. So like, <laughs> yeah. So like, so I started, I mean, whenever I would have these, these uh, experiences in sales, like I would just, I would eat whatever emotions I had. Mm. And this entire time, like it, it's interesting because I always exercise the entire time, 
but I was still going from diet to diet. Right. And this was a this was a long history. Like it was always, you know, I have the goal number and I hit that number and then I would hit the number and then it was like, well, because again, you'd look at the um, at the men's health magazines and it's like, you know, get these shoulders for for summer yeah. or get, you know, get the <laughs> six pack or whatever. So then it was like, well, I need to put more muscle on. So it was like this constant game of never being happy. And then I just remember uh, at some point during here, I actually had switched jobs and went to a company that had a, a much more kind of a progressive culture when it came to company like corporate wellness and and overall life balance and all that other stuff. So like we had a big kitchen, we had a boot camp instructor that would come in. Oh, so wow. like yeah, I, I just I had been dieting and paleo was actually the last diet that I had been on. Mm -hmm. um, and I just, and it was not, I never set out to do it this way, but like, I just started taking the stuff that I liked from paleo and stuff that I missed that I wasn't, you know, that wasn't part of that plan. And I just started, you know, eating somewhat sensibly. And then uh, I would exercise regularly and, and pretty soon, like I was not dieting. So, I mean, that was, uh, and while that was going on, while I'm sitting at this job and they were, they were pretty they would always want to talk to us about like, you know, where, where did we see as a career path? What kind of interest did we have outside of the company and stuff like that? Mm -hmm. And um, so like I was doing this and I'm like, you know what? I never got that personal training certification. I had no idea on what I was going to do with it, right. but I, I wound up um, studying for and sitting for a training exam and I had passed that. And then it just so happened in this office that I worked at and, and this between the time that I got the certification and then the time that, um, I actually started teaching my what would boot camps were really popular at the time. So there was a sure. uh, United Cerebral Palsy UCP that was that was just down the street from us there, probably oh maybe maybe five minutes from this office. So I would go in there on Fridays, pretty much every Friday, and I would teach an adaptive exercise class. And this oh, was wow, for, that's great. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, this this was adults with CP. Most of them had CP. There was other um, there were other developmental delays and disabilities and stuff going on as well. But it was, uh, we would typically have somewhere like seven or eight, uh, all the way up to like maybe 18 or 20 participants. Yep. And each class was different and each person was kind of doing their thing. And it just, um, I did that for, I want to say a little bit over a year. And then at that point I was kind of like, okay, I'd been in sales. I wanted to get on the creative side, like on the marketing side and the company mm -hmm. I was with, didn't really have any opportunities for that. And I had started to do, I was starting to get into like personal development and things like that. And I started getting into some of these business books and I'd gotten to the point where I'm like, you know what, I'm, I'm just, I'm gonna, I'm going to make the jump. I'm going to start my, my business. I filed for an LLC and I'm going to do this. I'm going to do personal training. I'm going to do group fitness. I'm going to do all of it. Yeah. And, um, you know, and at the time I was like, well, I'll build a marketing portfolio too, in case I have to go back into the workforce. Well, Shane, within the within the span of about two months, I found out that I was not at that point, you know, an entrepreneur and I couldn't do it on my own because it was a learning right. experience. Oh, yeah. So. So, yeah. So but I did wind up. It took me. I want to say it took me about. Yeah, it took me about a year between when I left the one company in sales and then I was kind of hustling and scrapping and trying to figure out what I could do to where I took a job at a, at a marketing agency as a copywriter. And this was, this was a traditional agency. They did some digital stuff, but it was a lot of like phone scripts and postcards. Like, did you have a degree or did you have any kind of, I did, uh, I, did. I had work for that. So yeah, I, I had a degree in marketing, but it was like, if you didn't, 
there was some more specializations in that because marketing, while I think it's a great field to be in, a lot of just kind of your general business studies, at least at the school I went to, uh, got degrees in marketing. So like when I would go out, when I would go out and um, and apply for these jobs, I'm competing against everyone and I really didn't have the skills. Mm. Um, so then, so I'm working at the agency and then I start uh, this entire time, like I, I never... When I went back there, I said, you know, I'm, I'm going to focus on on this position that I have. I want to learn all the stuff that I can learn with what I'm doing, but right. I'm not going to give up on the other stuff because the fitness industry at that time was really starting to change. And it went from boot camps and doing all kinds of, of in-person stuff. And I was, I was a, I actually did a lot of, uh, I was part of a running group here locally at a, at a church okay. where, yeah, so where, why actually, that was another thing I ended up doing for a, a couple of years while. I was I was at that um, one sales job, not the ad sales job, but the other one. I was yeah. I was getting people going from couch to five k and couch to ten k. So then, I, I was seeing how the industry was changing, and I started going into when you have your personal training certifications. Every couple of years, you have to do these continual education stuff, these these courses. So yep. I started really looking at nutrition, and I, I you know because that was always. If I was going to really go towards anyone, it was it was either going to be the adaptive marketplace or it was going to be the busy professionals because that's that's those are the two areas that I kind of played in. Right, and Um, and they needed the most. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, I mean it's well, and that's the thing because you're again we're talking about dealing with stress. It's so easy to use food for that, and you know another thing, and I know you and I have talked about this. It's okay to acknowledge that you use food for comfort, even when right. you're after you've lost the weight and you've you've hit your goals and your fitness is just part of your life. Like it's okay, you know. Like we we all do it. It's just you have to be comfortable to where the level of comfort with food is up against the goals that you have for yourself. But it's right. it's never you know. It's one thing about all this stuff is it's it's never an absolutes, but. What I started to notice as I was getting into nutrition and I was getting into, unfortunately, the company that I went and got a certification through also has a software platform uh, that we actually could act, could coach people through. If we, if we purchased the license for it, we could actually build it into our business. Um, so I started, I started doing that some, but before I took anybody through it, I wanted to go through it personally because I just, I wanted the experience. I wanted to be able to kind of sure. taste and feel it and see how yeah, it, yeah. it went. And then as that's, that's now kind of what the industry has gone to is it's not just online coaching, but I know Noom is out there. Noom is big on, on habit-based coaching. The company I'm with Precision Nutrition, they're part of it. And I think some of the Weight Watcher plans now are, are also based around habits. And I think part of that is because, you know, the, the weight loss community as a whole, I think is, is tired of the diet mantra. So I think we're, we're we're like, okay, don't just tell me what to eat. Let me figure out why it is that I have to eat this way. Right. Um, yeah, the but- mental side of it, the mental side of it, the emotional side of it, the, like you said a minute ago, where if you can go down the road of knowing that you use food as a crutch sometimes, but know that you do that mm-hmm. and also arm yourself with things to be able to overcome that if you're feeling a slide coming around, right? Or something's mm-hmm. coming around where you're like, okay, I know I'm teetering right now and I'm on the verge of, oh boy. I need to be able to read those signals. And I think that a lot of the brain work and a lot of the stuff that people are, uh, like you just said, Noom and Weight Watchers and a lot of these other companies, even Jenny Craig and some of these other ones mm-hmm. are now really all about 
what's your lifestyle look like? What's your mental side of it? What, right. How are you feeling? Which is something we didn't talk about very much before. It was all about numbers, crunches, calories, fat, carbs, yeah. whatever. And that's yeah. all they talked about, you know? It was tell me what to do and I'll do it. And, right. you know, what I start as I started doing this and kind of getting into the why. And, and this is where social media really came in because like you, I have a lot of one-on-one -on -one conversations with people. I mean, my, yeah. my messages are always like my, my DMs and my Facebook messages. I've always got stuff going on in there. And like, I'm, I just, you know, there were people that literally like they knew if they were going to tell, like if, if somebody was going to say, Shane, this is what you need to do to lose weight. You need to do something that, that is around what you enjoy as far as exercise, what you're capable of doing. You need to build an eating plan around the kind of foods that you like. Um, you know, you just really need to take your time and make sure whatever it is you do, you can do for the rest of your life. But the interesting thing is, is when people, when we get in those day-to-day -day stressful situations, we automatically, it's, it's like we just go into those old habits because they right. kind of override everything. Yeah. And, you know, so as I started, and, and that was the other thing, and you know, this is somebody that puts content out pretty much all over the internet. There's this, there's kind of like this pressure to always come up with the latest message. So you're like, you've got to post something on Instagram. You've got to post something on Facebook. It can be a similar message, but it's got to be, you know, it has to be different enough to where it'll get people's attention. Yeah. And I started looking at this and saying, well, wait, I'm, I'm posting things about how you shouldn't, people shouldn't focus on the scale. And I would have people say to me, um, you know, I had this one post, this was like in January, January of 2018, I think, where somebody said, thank you, I needed to see this. And like a couple of weeks later, I was in one of these things where I was like trying to get X number of posts out a day. And I was like, well, I don't have anything to post this morning. I know what I'll do. I'll go back and just basically, you know, rewrite the caption a little bit instead of using a, a, a white infographic, I'll do like a tweet screenshot or something. And, um, and I put basically the same message up and two of the same people that commented and said, I needed to hear this, like said it again. And I'm like, wait a minute, they clearly knew the information. Yeah. So this is where I was kind of like, okay, maybe you don't have to put out the latest and greatest new thing. Maybe we just get back to the basics. Mm -hmm. And then I started looking at it and saying, okay, um, if we do that and, and let's, let's go back and, and really think about what it was like as an individual, cause I dieted for 15 years. I mean, I was that whole roller coaster. And then as I'm talking to people, you know, I mean, I come across folks that are uh, in their, and it's, it's all ages. You'll, you'll meet 20 year olds that have been dieting since they were 12. Right. You will meet 30 year olds that have spent over half their life uh, dieting. And you'll meet people that are in their fifties and sixties that were uh, doing the original Jane Fonda tapes back in the, in the early, yeah. early eighties. Oh, yeah. Like they've, they've just always been doing this stuff. So like, then it became, okay, well, let me look at how the industry is really positioning things. And I told you about the the magazines and I had been a, a perfect target for all of these, these companies and this industry as a whole, my entire life. I never really thought about it, but then I looked at it and I'm like, they're doing the same tactics mm -hmm. and they're, they're using much more sophisticated tools now we need to take it like there needs to just be an alternate message. So for me, it was, uh, you know, kind of the general message I put out is, is look, don't focus on the scale. If you focus on what's right in front of you, eating, following that eating plan that's based around your preferences, yep. and then you do the exercise, like do whatever you're capable of doing right now, do it consistently. Now be careful because you don't want to get into those perfectionist tendencies where you're like, okay, right. I have to work out today. I have to work out today. Yeah. Um, you know, and just take your time. And, 
you know, I, I, then it was like, okay, if I continue to put this message out, like, is it going to make a difference? And I started getting messages from, from people like people, some people I didn't, I didn't even know, but I would get DMS from them. Like, you know, I've, I've been doing what you said to do. I've been setting goals the way you said to set them. And I'm like, I've, I've lost X amount of pounds, but more importantly, I'm starting to look at this stuff differently. And I've always been somebody that's dieted. So, you know, that's, you know how this is powerful. That's powerful. Oh yeah. I mean, and you know how this is when you start getting those messages yeah. that changes, I mean, that, that pretty much changes everything. And that's, I, that's in a nutshell, that's my story. Yeah. But, uh, oh, but yeah, yeah, man. Well, so I, I, we, that's a very long-winded answer, but I'll tell you what, I like it because what it does is it gives us a good snapshot of your story. I think that a lot of people, if they're watching you or they're hearing you or when you're on No Finish Line Nation or you're on Instagram or whatever, whatever whatever areas that I that I've see you on and when you do your podcast, I think if people can find out the dynamic of who you are as a person and to know that internally, think about this, right? So, okay, so you had a brother, you lost your brother at a very young age, or you know, baby, basically, and then you grew up in as a uh, kind of a person that was using fitness at around the twelve years old to be your outlet, right? To be your your coping mechanism towards being that introvert and things like that. These are all really important because if you think about it. Who you are today is really a fabric of everything that has been laid out through your whole life, right? And Absolutely. you're you're going above and beyond and you're digging in with people that need the same type of coaching that maybe your fitness person or the 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 guy that gave to you back in the day with just that because that was your that was your your medium. That was your okay, I've got a way to be able to channel this and be able to move it forward. That tells a lot of your story. So I think it's really important. And I'm glad you shared that because uh, I didn't know a lot of the finite details of, of, of early, early days. But so let me ask you this, though. So here's the other question. So like I said earlier, the it does have almost like a therapeutic piece to it when you have people mm -hmm. that DM you or message you and say, your message meant a lot to me. And that's where it started with me too, right? So anybody on the podcast knows it started off with blogging. I was writing entries. I was writing down stuff, just notes and almost like notes to myself to be able to say, here's what I'm struggling with as I'm on my weight loss journey. I'm on my you know, health journey and mental health journey as I was moving forward. And then it, it, it progressed into podcasting. And I've got a lot of folks that literally reach out to me all the time now and say, your message, I need to hear it all the time. As a matter of fact, um, I have people that have, when I went on vacation for like two weeks or whatever, that were like, I need a podcast. Can I get a podcast? And so internally, I'm thinking to myself, man, uh, so even if I reach out to one person and help that person right? That's what I consider to be success. So here's my question for you, Daryl. If you were to say in the space that you're playing in right now, as we're both playing in the space, it's competitive. There's a, there's a large landscape. What would, what do you consider success to be in your landscape of where you're at? I'm making my messages for one person. If one person gets it, if one person messages me or if not, like if they, cause that's what you find out too. You'll find out that people are some of your biggest fans and they never tell you. Right. And, you know, we have a certain, especially with podcasting, we have a certain level of analytics that will tell us some things, but we don't necessarily know who's listening unless they tell us. Right. Um, but, and, and that's always been because, okay, so like on the content creation side, whether you're blogging, YouTubing, podcast, whatever, you know, it's a, the numbers 
the the followers, the subscribers, that gets in a lot of people's heads. And mm-hmm. you know, there there was when when I was going to do the content creation the first time, I was going to be a blogger. I read, you know, I mentioned like I went from self development to give me every writing handbook that I can find. Let me get all the routines down. Let me get. In some cases, I was printing. You know, I'd sign up for these email lists just so I could get the checklist of all the things I needed to do every day. Mm-hmm. And what happened, Shane, was I, I would literally sit at my keyboard. This this actually, actually the one that we're, we're, I'm sitting in front of right now. And like I would write a bunch of titles. I would set up a bunch of drafts, but nothing ever got published. And it was because, well, I don't have enough people to read this. Nobody's going to read this. And I got into my head. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, so like, so that happened and I – until very recently stayed away from the whole from the writing piece of it now um you know youtube was always something that i kind of did but i don't um i mean look as as like a one-man show with no real background in production and when i look at the two could i learn how to do some editing and do some production i absolutely could but eventually over time i i just i got comfortable just putting the message out and it literally started to be if one person consumed it and one person got something from it right that was enough because before i put that piece of content out they didn't know now the podcast turned into something completely different because mm-hmm. i was going to go down the same same thing like i had this idea that i i was very clear i wanted to give people practical tips that they could just use on their own every day and i recorded one episode and this was in this was also, this was January, 2018, January 4th, I think. And that was my almost daily podcast episode one. There were a couple of the times where I had, I'd actually downloaded the anchor app probably over six months before then, but I had never really done anything major with it. So then I did one episode and I didn't record another one until uh, February 22nd. And then I made an, I, I just made a deal with myself. It didn't matter if the episode was a minute long or a half hour long. I was just going to put something out every day, yeah. And um, you know, I've and I'm actually. Have you still kept that cadence throughout the whole time, uh, every day? For the well, I mean, for the most part, and I mean, I'll I'll go in spurts um, to where to where I am putting multi. I put multiple episodes out in a day. I've I've kind of staggered it a little bit just because I want people to be able to catch up. The ones because there are there are a few people I know that catch every episode, which again, as busy as everybody is, the fact that people will even listen to what it is you have to say and take time out of their day is another, is another huge compliment. But I mean, the way I looked at it, um, because it it went for me doing these tips and then I was not going to do any kind of interviews. And then uh, Gary Cantrell, a podcaster was talking to me. We met through a mutual friend. He brought me on for an interview. I even say on his podcast, I'm like, I, cause I was, I was, I was nervous about doing interviews because you know how it is. The first time you talk to somebody, there's that whole, you know, there, there is that flow. There is that cadence. You're talking right. over each other at first. And it's just kind of awkward to move through. And I, I think at that time, like it really, you know, I was kind of nervous about it, but then I started interviewing some people and it, it's, it, it again just kind of started to take off and it went from there to where I had people where we would do interviews and then they would come back for other episodes. And then it was kind of like, well, we've got enough here that we might want to do a couple of different, you know, maybe we can do a weekly show. So like I've got a handful of, of shows that I do different, uh, that I do weekly. And then, um, 
what it's come down to, you know, you mentioned if I keep the everyday cadence, I, I can tell you because I checked the numbers on it the other day. Since January of 2018, I put out 975 episodes. So oh. I know, I know. <laughs> so if if you guys watching need a podcast, that's right. <laughs> watch this little special thing I'm going to put at the bottom of the screen here. I think I got it here. Let's see. Uh, there it is, the podcast, the Daryl Perry Show, right there, right? Yeah, no, it's it's the Daryl Perry Podcast, but I'll tell you what, if you guys just put my name in iTunes or Spotify, it comes right up. Oh, watch so, this, man. Yeah. Uh, Look at this. I, I, watch this technology I can do real quick. Daryl Perry Podcast. Let's see yes. if I can get that in there. See, this is what happens when you have actual editing skills. Boom. There you go. Boom. No, listen, you know, I think it's really great because I, I mean, that's a lot. Of, that's a lot of episodes. So it's because when I first started the podcast here, I was doing every day or every other day for a long time because it was my therapy. It was my I did it for me more than anything else at first, to be honest with you. And I was on their journal and I would just talk about, oh, I'm really having a crappy day today or I'm having a great day today or or I, I um, was working through, uh, you know, staying on track with the, the calories that I was eating or whatever, whatever I was doing at the time. And as I've navigated through it, it got to the point where I had to I had to whittle it down a little bit more to do like once a week and mm -hmm. just for my sanity and for my work life and my family. Right. So that we I got to balance all this stuff out there. So kudos to you for all the episodes. And what I do love about yours is and I've listened to many, many, many of your podcasts. It's it, it like you said, it could be anything from a five minute. Hey, I'm just checking in to say, what's up? How you doing? to a lengthy, hearty dialogue, conversation, in-depth look at the brain work and other stuff, which, of course, that's my cup of tea because I love that stuff. Yeah. I love just yeah. really digging into the, the nooks and crannies. So kudos to you. And like I said, everybody, I've got it right at the bottom here, the Daryl Perry podcast. Go check it out on any of the platforms. Uh, it's a really great one. So tell me a little bit about uh, the positive Positivity Ninja, uh, Daryl. I want to know a little <laughs> bit more about this. Tell me more. So the Positivity Ninja um, came out of – I was doing stories once, and it was just about on Instagram. And I was like – I was just tagging people that I said were positive. And I'm like – and I just – you know how it is when you do this stuff – uh, without a script, unrehearsed. I was like, these are some of the most positive people I know. These are positivity ninjas. And what was interesting about that is I tagged 10 people that I, because that's all you can tag in one Instagram story. So I tagged 10 people and every single one of them DM me back and they're like, thank you, but I'm not a positive person. And I, this eventually clicked with me that I'm like, well, you know what? Maybe we also need to talk about what it really means to be a positive person. Yes, It doesn't, it doesn't mean that you never have a negative thought or that you're right. all, that you always have your heads in the head in the clouds. It's that you have enough self-awareness, which is the game with everything we're talking about. That's the whole thing. When you're building your eating and exercise plan, that's the whole thing. When you're working on your mindset, it's all about the self-awareness. So like if you have enough awareness when, when, a, and you could be going through the most garbage situation there is and nobody, I, I will never dispute that somebody's going through a, a really tough period in life or that somebody has, has had so much garbage thrown at them through their entire life that they just, they feel beaten down and they, they doubt themselves. I'm never going to debate that. I'm, I just, I look at it and say, you know what, well, let's really frame what being a positive person is. A positive person is, let's say that you have 28 negative thoughts in a day. I have, it's, it's going to be much higher than that because there's so many thoughts that go through our head. 
But let's say that you you take the time, you've got the awareness, and you're like, I've counted 28 negative thoughts. Well, the next day you have 27. Well, that's progress. The next day you have 23, that's progress. The next day you have 31, but you're aware of it and you're you're not being drugged down by it. You're just you're trying to make your default mindset a positive one, that yep. your default outlook on life positive. And, you know, I, I that was a message that I started putting out. I then, because of, of the wonders of the time that we live in now, um, there was a, a graphic design service um, where you can submit ideas for graphics. So I sent them this thing because I'm like, well, what does a positivity ninja even look like? <laughs> so I'm like, I'm writing this up. I'm like, I just want a, a ninja riding a unicorn. Oh and they came it. back. They came back with it. And I had no idea. Can you uh, see it? There it is. There it is. And and that it really pops on there too, man. Like I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So like, um, so they sent that back, and I I put that on a T-shirt, and that was the same thing. As I started getting messages from people, and it was just like, I love it. I love it. I love it. So then people started tagging in as positivity ninjas, and it just it really, it's one of those things that 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 took off. And, right. um, you know, it's now, as you can see, it's, it's now stickers, it's now sweatshirts, t-shirts, <laughs> you know, how the whole, uh, how the whole merch game works. You can put well, pretty much anything on yeah. everything. And that's exactly. You know, what's funny is, is that, oh, so I'm going to touch on something that I loved to, that you just said was, mm -hmm. is you never know what resonates with people. Okay. So positivity ninja. I love it. I love the concept of it. I, I love watching Kung Fu movies and ninja movies anyway, when I was a kid. So I, I'm all about it anyway, but, and then unicorns, what can you, I mean, seriously, you really can't do anything worse than that. It's great. So what I did was, is I was sitting back and I said, okay, uh, you know, over on, uh, I know both of us are just started to kind of dabble a little bit in TikTok, right? The whole mm -hmm. video aspect of putting these little clips out 15 second to yep. 60 seconds videos and staying consistent. And again, much like we're doing with the podcast, if you're consistent with your message and you're consistent with the things you're doing, you can really build something. So I'll tell you a story real quick. So it was about, uh, I think it was on April 1st, I think it was. So it's about 18 days ago or so, or 20 whatever days ago. And on April 1st, all I did was I did a short video and it was me holding up my Mickey Mouse uh, coffee mug. And on the mug, it says, uh, make someone smile today or something like that, or, or you have a way of making people smile. Yeah. And all I said in there was, hey guys, good morning. All I want you to do is tell me where you're from, throw your mug in the air, and then say good morning, right? So all of a sudden, about three days later, I'm sitting there, and my wife is on the couch, and I'm over here, and I'm just kind of scrolling along TikTok and Instagram and everything else. And I get a couple DM messages on TikTok from people that said, hey, listen, you might want to go check out that video because I feel like people are using the audio of that. And I went, okay, all right, because that's what they can do there. You can, you yeah. can actually you know, use another audio and then lip sync or things like that. So between the 3rd of April until yesterday, the the audio of my voice just saying that and the video with a duet on the, on there where they can kind of partner up with each other and stuff like that has been used almost 1,600 times, 1,600 times in that short <laughs> amount of time. And it's everywhere. Daryl, I counted all the states. All 50 states were covered. Everybody That's awesome. Out, every state. And, and, and like I think it was like 17 or 18 different countries around the world, Romania, Puerto Rico. So here's the thing that I was thinking about after I got done with that. I, I mean, I'm literally, it's still going like all day today. It was like another hundred yeah. or 200 more that I was like, so I thought to myself, you never know what your outreach is until you go and do it. And like you said earlier, you touched on, you were afraid to kind of just put your stuff out there. So was I just, okay, I'm going to put it out there. I got, uh, who's going to listen to this guy. I, I'm a guy with a 
you know, a beard and a, and a hat on backwards and do whatever, but you never know who you're going to touch and how you're going to really make an impact. And I feel like you're making impacts and stuff like that. It blows my mind with the impact that we can have globally thinking mm -hmm. about just with positive message. And all it was, was a cheers of a mug with coffee saying, hello, how you doing? Where are you from? And, and let's meet each other. And that was it. It was crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I'll tell you, um, and that's what, that's what actual, um, you, you know, in the, in the know, they call it content, but I mean, all it is, is you're putting stuff out, you're putting things out that are fun. And if you ask right. yourself the question of like, what kind of stuff would I like to consume, you know, nine times out of 10, like somebody else, it's, it's going to resonate with them because at the, at the bottom, at the, at the back end of all this, we're, we're just all, we're, we're people and we, you know, we're emotional creatures. We have things that we go through. And sometimes, you know what? We just want to have a cheer, like cheers and good morning with a Mickey Mouse coffee Especially cup. Especially in society, right? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. No, and that's, well, and that was something I know, um, first off, and what I got to say about, about you and TikTok, because I signed up for my account back when it was Musical.ly. And my profile was, I'm literally, because my, our, our, our sons are pretty close in age. So I remember yep. my profile was, I'm just here to embarrass my middle schooler. Oh yeah, and and so I I have to ask, given the fact that you've had that many duets, what does your what does your son think about just his dad blowing up on TikTok? Well, it's it's funny because we uh, we we joke about it sometimes. That's the exact reason. Okay, I'll tell you the story. So my my sister, she came up from from Virginia this last Christmas, and we were all sitting around, and we had we're all sitting around having a couple of drinks, and we were just kind of like um, just reminiscing and stuff like that. And my sister says to me, "Hey, you need to download this app. It's called TikTok." I said, "Oh yeah, I saw commercials for that, or I saw something yeah. or whatever." And she goes, "Well, the reason I want you to do it is my sister's a cop, right? So she's always kind of like thinking ahead of the game of the kids nowadays and the things they're being subject to and whatever else." She's got two daughters, mm -hmm. so she was like, "I watch it to be able to see what my daughter." is subject to, and I want to be able to make sure. So she did a more of an investigate investigative piece of it. But it, what ended up happening was, is that she got my wife to download it. And so during the holidays, yeah. my, my, my brother-in-law and I were making fun of them because they're sitting on their phones the whole entire time, just bopping around on TikTok, just bopping around. And so then all of a sudden I had a buddy of mine. I went over to, a, um, is a guy that runs a local podcast studio in Portland. Okay. And so I helped them kind of build it up. We put some framework of some sound studios and just, I've been really involved with it, you know, trying to build a podcast community in, in Maine. And I went over to go visit him one night and he says to me, he goes, Hey, you should get into the TikTok." And I went, what, this is the second person that's brought it up in like the last couple of weeks. He goes, <laughs> yeah. he goes, they need people like you. He goes, because you're always positive and you're always trying to look at some way, even though you're not always a Pollyanna positive, you're a realist. You understand that, 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 that stuff happens sometimes and you got to keep moving forward. He goes, but every time I walk away from a conversation with you, Shane, you always have a framework of how can we be the best version of what we can do moving that forward. And he goes, and I think we need that in places like that because even the kids that are on there can probably use a little bit of, Hey, you're awesome. Let's keep moving forward versus just all the degrading stuff that goes on with social media. Yeah. And so yeah. right then and there, I downloaded it. I got on there and I use it similar too. Cause I was telling my son, I was like, I'm, I'm watching what you're watching, but now it's funny because every once in a while he actually gets involved in the videos. The other day he did uh I was celebrating this woman's comment that it put on there. I'm really proud of being a mom. And so I turned the video around backwards and my son was coming down on his skateboard. And I said, he, he did an Ollie on his skateboard right yeah. for the camera. He kind of fell down and we were making fun of it and laughing. <laughs> it got all kinds of traction, but it was so good. And yeah. it was, it's just funny because to your point, I, 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 you know, in a short amount of time, 
which is really great. Uh, yeah, I've got like 1500 people on there that are all like, Hey, listen, tell me more and tell me more. And I want to, I love your positivity and they're starting to share it and they're starting to spread it. Listen, if it can become a movement that way, why not, man? You know what I mean? Everybody needs to start believing in themselves a little bit more, you know? Well, and that's uh, one, uh, you're not just on TikTok. You're actually doing the things that are the subtle differences to TikTok. Like right. you're doing the thing. I'm like, I because they tell you the way to learn all this stuff is that you, you sit and watch yep. for hours or days or whatever, and then you just test things out. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm at the point where I'm like, I, I know that I need to, to test some things out on there more because right now I'm basically, whatever I would put in an Instagram story is kind of what I'm doing on TikTok right now yeah. and then I share it to Instagram. But yeah, you're, and that's crazy that you've just really been doing it for for such a short period of time yeah, because yeah, you're cool. You're doing it. It's, it's, it's working for you, man. And, and I, I think, you know, positivity and it's, I, I've been calling it, especially since, since the uh, quarantine stuff started, I, realistic optimism is what I call it. Love because it. I mean, you Love can't, it. you, you can't be like, you can't, you can't act like nothing is going on. You right. can't ignore what's going on in the world. And you can't ignore the fact that, look, people are, people are, are sick. People are dying. People are losing their jobs. People like it. it and there's so much uncertainty around all this. Right. So like at first, and cause I, I mean, I know you felt this way too. Like I'm somebody that puts out a message of positivity, but I mean, underneath all of it, like I just, I didn't feel comfortable. I didn't feel I didn't feel comfortable putting the stuff out. And then I started thinking about it. And I'm like, you know what? Cause you see, I mean, people are on their, on their screens now more than they've been ever. Yeah. And it's like, you know what? I, I almost have an, a, a duty. It's an to, obligation almost it yeah. is, it yeah. is to actually cut through the noise for somebody. And again, like we we're talking about before, we're doing this for one person. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so like, gradually I've kind of figured out how to adjust my message. I know you have too, yep. and I'm, I'm coming around and I'm more comfortable with it. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, it's, it's, it's so important. And you, when you talk about a movement and um, you know, that was, I, I've got, I've got two parts of what I'm trying to do. I have my uh, basically folks anywhere, which just started as my, my company that's your level fitness. It just started out as hashtag YLF community. And I swear for the longest time, like the first probably couple hundred posts, it was just me adding it to my hashtags. And then it just started catching on with some people and people started sharing it. And now like there is an entire community. And my whole thing was, is if you're somebody, it, it doesn't matter which plan you're following. Doesn't matter if you're, you know, keto, it doesn't matter if you're, uh, if you're Noom, if you're Weight Watchers, or if you're doing CrossFit or you're running, we all need encouragement and we all need to stay consistent and we all need support. You're never going to be judged here. Everybody's welcome. So that was kind of a message behind it. And people started using it so much so, and I loved this, like on Instagram, what they started to do to kind of make this more inclusive is when they would use the hashtag wildlife community in their story, they're tapping it a couple of times so that they can get the, um, that they can get the, the, the rainbow effect on it is yeah. just kind of a subtle message that, Hey, you know what, no matter who you are, no matter what you're doing, um, as a person or in, in health and fitness, you're welcome here. And I mean, to this point, it's gotten like over, um, 6,000 it's tagged in like 6,000 posts, most of which are not me either. There you go, man. Like you're, are you sure you don't have an editor? This is crazy. Oh no, man. It's me. Yeah, real it's me. time. 
Check it out. They pop up right on the screen. You, you, you picked my yeah. I didn't know that that was the hashtag. I just follow you. I always just follow you yeah. or I follow, you know what I mean? The, or yeah. it pops up in my feed and gives me alerts whenever a thing comes out. So I have to check that out with that hashtag. That's oh, yeah. great. Well, no, and, and that's why that's why I'm enjoying this so much because like that's why for the first 20 minutes, I'm like, oh man, Shane wants me to tell my story. Let me see if I can condense this part in like yeah. 20 minutes and then we can have the actual conversation. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, that, that, that came out of it. And then, um, what the podcast, what really kept me going with the podcast is what people say all the time is I just need somebody to follow me around and slap the food out of my hand. So what I started saying was this is the next, next best thing, because what happens with a podcast is if I'm, if I'm reinforcing the message and I say it in a slightly different way, because I might be talking about, uh, maybe I'm talking about, I don't know cutting back on salt. I don't know, cutting back your sodium, but I talk about it one time you hear it, but you're, you know, the way we all consume podcasts, we're like usually working or we're doing stuff around the house. Or right. Whatever. So like it may not hit with you. Maybe I talk about it two or three weeks later. And just because of maybe you had a, a, a visit with your doctor and he visit at this point and y- you know, you were thinking about it and then you hear me talking about reducing your sodium intake. And then you're like, Oh, so then you start to listen up a little bit. Then, you know, you send a message afterwards and we have a conversation and the back and forth that you and I have on that conversation is also going to help shape that message. The next time I, I talk about it on a podcast or do it on social media, but what started happening, the biggest knock when I worked at the gym in college and when I worked as a, as a personal trainer in the studio is that you're really only with people a couple hours out of the week. Right. So you take them through a workout. You can talk about whatever you're talking about while they're in front of you, but you have no idea what's going on for the rest of the week. Well, what happens and you know, that you get, I'm sure you get these messages too with people passively listening to your podcast. You're always with them. So mm-hmm. I'll have people that, that are, are out making, food choices for lunch. And they'll remember something I said on a podcast from three months ago and they'll like message me and tell me. So I'm like, well, wait a minute. I literally can be with people on a scalable level and yeah. reinforce not just, not just the practical fitness stuff, but the mindset stuff as well. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, and again, when you start looking at it that way, um, you know, your, your thoughts as an individual on, is this a good enough piece of content to come out? I've, I have been blessed to, in such a way that where I've had a piece of content I thought was going to be fantastic, fall flat on its face. Yes. And something that I thought was going to be straight garbage that I just Me threw too. out because for no other reason that actually resonated with the people. So, you know what, what I, I was just thinking about that the other day, one of my number one episodes of the podcast, one of the most downloaded very quickly and word spread pretty quickly throughout Weight Watchers, throughout Connect, throughout uh, NFLN, throughout everything, was the episode that I did. It was about six or seven episodes ago, and the theme of the episode was, it's okay not to be okay. Yeah. Okay? It was just a basic, like you said earlier, it's okay to live in the space of sadness or anger or grief and those kind of things. It's okay to live there. For a period of time, because you have to battle through those things. You, your, your body has. If you try to shut them out all the time and say, "I'm good," "I'm a stoic," "I'm," you'll fall apart. Right. And then if you continue to live in that space, then you'll also suffer fall into depression and all these other things. So you got to find a balance of knowing that you got to p- battle through grief. I didn't know, to be honest with you, that that was going to take off as much as it did through the content right. wise. Right. But I got messages after messages going. I needed to hear you say. It's okay not to be okay because I don't feel okay right now. And I'm like, okay, 
So let's talk about that for a little bit, right? Yeah. So I almost felt like I was being a coach on the back end with all the DMs. Yeah. But I loved it because I think people need to realize that in the society and the place that we're in right now, especially with all the COVID-19 and everything else going on right now, with all the stresses, it's okay to park there for a second. Maybe cry it out sometimes. Maybe get into a room and just like get that frustration out if you have to. Do it. It's okay to do that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And and I think, you know, it's interesting with that particular message because you've probably got people that are not only hearing their own voice in their head telling them that, you know, they've got to be tough and they've got to be strong and suck it up and all this. But they probably have voices from other people throughout their life. And the way that you said it and the way that the message came across in that particular episode, it hit them, man. And I mean, it's just it's it is powerful what this stuff can do. It really is. Yeah. Okay. All right. Listen, man, you know what? I I think we're going to have to do an episode two uh, one of these days here for another uh, another podcast because I, I want to dive into more of the windings of Daryl Perry. But um, listen, where can people find you? Uh, let us know. I know I put a couple of the places down yeah. here, but tell us everything, all the different places that they can go to to find you, where you're located, how they can check out uh, – any of the different things you're doing, give us a list of everything right now. Just yeah. So. Yeah. So uh, number one thing you'll want to do is go to your level fitness.com. Uh, go to your level backslash blog. And I'm actually building that out as a searchable database to where you can look by topic. You can look by format. Format would be podcast video article. Uh, I want to provide as much resources for folks as I can. I've got, I'm, I'm going through the backlog right now, but I got five years worth of content, which should be about a couple thousand pieces by the time I get done uh, for you guys to, for you guys to look to. Uh, The other thing you can listen to the podcast that uh, Shane and I were talking about the Daryl Perry podcast. Uh, another podcast that I'm starting, it's probably going to be the first week of May because I'm collecting the interviews right now, uh, is going to be the Your Level Fitness podcast. Now, if you search on Spotify, that's going to be there. Is it all this one is, word? Uh, nope, nope. It's going to be separate. It's going to be okay. Your Level Fitness. And that's going to be a, that's just going to be, it's going to be interviews. And I have a set questions that people start with, but it's a weight loss podcast, but we don't talk about weight loss until like kind of the very end. It's basically actions, habits, and routines. So people will tell you what they've learned, what they do, give you resources. And then they'll be like, Oh, you know, I've, I've lost X amount of pounds or I'm trying to lose this weight. Um, So we really, I want to do something that is focused not so much on the scale. So if you if you check out that new podcast, you check out the current podcast, and you go to the to the website and just kind of find the information that'll that'll help you. That's that's what I really want. I mean, you you mentioned that I'm a coach and that I'm a trainer. I'm really trying to get away to get away to where I still do coaching, I still do training, but sure. I I think people can try to solve this stuff. Uh, you know, on their own and all the stuff that I've been able to figure out in this, in this whole space, uh, I'm trying to make it available so folks can, can work through it themselves. So uh, definitely check those things out. That's really great, man. I, and you know, I know I personally love your message and I love the different positivity things you bring out to the table. I also love every time I pop into my Instagram and I've got a little audio file from Daryl as he just popped in and goes, Hey Shane, how you doing? It means a lot, right? Because if you're playing in this space and you're putting your stuff out there and you're bringing that positivity and you're helping folks, sometimes you do feel like you're on an island every once in a while, right? You're like, oh, does anybody really know? And then all of a sudden you get things like that. So I'm always appreciative of our friendship. And I know that that there's some things that John and I were talking about trying to get a few of the guys together 
on on our other two kitchen tables and a microphone on that yeah. um, live feed that we have there. We'll probably map something out within the next few months to have a bunch of you guys mm-hmm. on there so we could just have a roundtable discussion about guys and the way we think about things and, and the things we struggle with too. But I appreciate you being on my podcast, man. I appreciate all the different things you're doing out there. It means a lot to me, and I'm sure it means a lot to every one of those people that are out there that follow your level fitness and Daryl Perry and everything you're doing, man. So I'm really appreciative of it, man. Thank you for uh, for all the stuff, Shane, and and the friendship and checking in on me, and I check in on you, and and thanks for having me on, man. It's, it's, okay, it's buddy. A lot of fun. All, right. all right, guys. So you guys all know how to find him if you guys want to go check out Daryl uh, Daryl Perry's stuff. He's an inspirational guy. He's the the head of the Positivity Ninja movements, and I love that. I rock that sticker everywhere I go. So thanks, Daryl, and we'll talk soon. Thanks, Shane. Talk to you soon. See ya. Okay, so there you have it, guys. There you have a interview that was fun. It was insightful. It was a lot of stuff that we went over just in the grand scheme of an hour where he dug in on a lot of his own personal struggles and own personal journey to get to where he is today. So again, if you need to find out where to be able to find Daryl Perry, I will put the links into the body of the podcast here. For you to be able to go in, check him out, see exactly where he's at, see exactly what message he's bringing to the table with the podcast, with the secondary podcast he's doing, and all the different stuff that he's doing and dabbling in to be able to continue to invest in people and continue to make people feel like they're great versions of themselves and they can keep on achieving their goals. Okay? I enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed it, and we'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Please do us a favor and leave feedback and a five-star rating on whatever platform that you use.